day. Welcome. You are listening to Conversations from the Porch with your host, author, researcher, and intrepid truth-teller, Jack Hart. Jack is looking at the forest through the trees somewhere on the Cumberland Plateau. Now, from the porch, here's Jack Hart. Sitting here with my pal, Phil. It's a beautiful, sunny fall. It's fall morning. It's the temperatures was in the 40s when I woke up. Enough of our weather report for today. It's warming up now, by the way. But in any case, uh, we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna change up now. We've been doing uh, politics and uh, and uh, economics, and apparently the powers that be uh, are very disturbed by our politics. Uh, uh, they're heckling us, and they are broken into my substack, and you know, they're not really having much of an effect. Uh, that's the good news, except psychologically. Yeah. I'm just so fed up with it all. In any case, we're going to go into what I know best, the occult, and uh, we're going to start with uh, everyone's old favorite. It's where I started from in the, very, uh, in the first place, with the, uh, the skinwalker, the cross, the rabbi, and the skinwalker. Now, uh, recently it's come to my uh, uh, attention that there was an incident in Bulgaria in 1992 in a place called China Zara. Uh, it's a small village, and it's very similar to the Skinwalker uh, episode over in uh, uh, Roosevelt. Uh, there's UFOs, there's uh, 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 psychics. The Bulgarian government, well, first of all, I'll give you a little backstory. This is a peaceful village. Uh, it's, it's miles from the real cities and stuff in Bulgaria. Uh, it was 1992, and this is a broke country, and uh, you know the, the Soviet Union had just fell, so the economic situation was not looking good for Bulgaria. And uh, these villagers were awakened one day to find the military, the Bulgarian military, had moved in, erected a giant fence around this this area, and just started excavating with all this heavy equipment and and, and soldiers and all men running around and. Uh, yeah, there was uh, the area is known as is the the area uh, where the Skinwalker Ranch takes place uh, as being a place of psychic phenomena. Uh, they run the gamut from UFO sightings to uh, disembodied voices, and uh, there was supposedly a Bulgarian czar uh, who had left uh, a fortune in gold hidden in those hills, and uh, this the, the law uh, that. There was legend that, that you know there was billions in gold somewhere in those hills, and but nobody ever really like done anything about it. And all of a sudden, the government just moved in, and uh, they sunk all kinds of money they didn't have into this 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 project. And it went on for two years. They dug hundreds of feet into the ground. They sunk a mining hole. And the psychics were going to tell them, go here, go there. So they were twisted all around. Uh, they, they grudgingly only gave it up a few years later when uh, it was like they were audited by their politicians. And they said, we can't just keep doing this. Uh, but it brings me to my point where you know, they had communications with these, these, this entity, or these entities. Uh, and none of the communications really make sense. Uh, if you listen to them, you're going to be stuck, uh, you know, they'll, they'll put you in limbo. And I, I, I truly believe that that's, that's what happened to I don't think they have anything to show for it. I mean, they were talking about this king's treasure. They were talking about the very first human, the hermaphrodite, this, that. But nobody's produced anything. Uh, what they produced is a nearly bankrupt Bulgaria by the end of a couple of years. Uh, uh, one of the psychics actually killed herself a few weeks after she was uh, laid off from the, uh, from the uh, uh, mission. There was, uh, I believe, three or four, uh, three of them. Uh, and the other two, one was a famous Bulgarian psychic. She had predicted a few things, uh, you know. But, uh, 
way I feel about psychics is, uh, yeah. let me not get into that. Uh, you take a look at her, she's a big fat woman with, uh, you know, she looks like a caricature of a, a tarot reading uh, gypsy. But in any case, she had a big reputation in Bulgaria, and she, she had taken over. And the other one wrote a book. Uh, you come off, and these are military officers that were there running the thing, also all wrote books. Uh, you know, they were talking about force fields. Their men couldn't even go. Uh, they'd get knocked back from a force field at certain areas and uh, looking through this glass and seeing this stuff that looked like ancient technology. But they never did get to touch any of it. Well, they, they never did get to bring any of it back. Uh, and my own experiences with this. Uh, as, as I said, uh, when I wrote The Cross, The Rabbi, and The Skinwalker, uh, I, I, I was pretty much visited by a skinwalker. I mean, uh, I, I went through this before. Uh, when I, you know, the, 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 the phone calls were coming at all hours of the day and night. I mean, we'd always gotten telemarkers, but these were about, I'm serious, between 50 and 100 calls would come. The answering machine picked most of it up, but I mean, it was a constant ringing in the answering machine, talking in the background in the house. And, uh, uh, so when, it was, when, when, when the phone was picked up, there was nobody on the other end. So I star 69 this number, I put it into the computer, and it went back to a, a lot, an old billiard lot, that had been taken down in Flagstaff, Arizona. Uh, and further research, I, I, I found uh, there was actually a, a line uh, or a, a page, a page for this phone number. And people were being harassed by it, a few hundred people all over the country. Uh, there's no explanation. And it would ring, the phone would ring at the most inappropriate times, so, or appropriate if you want to look at it that way. I mean, a few times I was exhausted, I was sleeping, and uh, I was trying, I've been writing, I worked on this really hard, it was a 24 7 thing. And the phone just kept ringing and ringing. And so finally, when they got up, my answer, of course, there was nobody there. It never was. But, uh, I turn on the TV set, and this guy Christy Turner is on there uh, with the Anasazi, and uh, his theory, he has a theory called Mancon, that the Anasazi were, uh, you know, they were cannibals, and <coughs> this area uh, over the, uh, and uh, it ended in a virtual orgy of violence. Now, this is not the uh, northern Utah, uh, to be exact, this was uh, on the other side of Utah, the Four Corners area, uh, where uh, where the skin, uh, that actually is, is uh, the progenitor of the Skinwalker uh, 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 mystery and the Anasazis and uh, all, all the Navajo lore that goes with it. Um, so. I, I, as I'm writing this, psychic phenomena was taking place around the house, and, you know, shadows, shit like that. Uh, I, I, I'd seen it all before, and, uh, you know, this is not stuff that scares me. Uh, you know, so I was pretty much observing, and my daughter was there with me. She's never been right in the head since then, and she's seen a lot of it. Uh, but anyway, I, I got this thing written, and it actually seemed like the, the, the whatever it is, the skinwalker or whatever, was contributing to it. Uh, and it's funny, you know, like the Anasazi, if, if you ask me, the Anasazi were, were, uh, were Jewish, okay? That's where the title, the, uh, uh, the Cross, the Rabbi, and the Skinwalker came from. Now... There's a lot of artifacts that have been found around there that are Jewish, the Ten Commandments. Uh, this, this, I go through it all in the skin of my, uh, the piece. It's all, it's, it's all documented, uh, and they've tried to cover it up. But it's funny because uh, when they first started with the skin work, I think it's three seasons. Uh, Bill's watched every one of them. Uh, this is his field, more or less. But uh, they, they know that they're dealing with an entity. Uh, and you're doing an entity. And uh, 
they, they, the original, uh, they made contact with it, and uh, they went and they got a rabbi, so I guess they read us. Because the rabbi was able to, uh, using certain cabalistic incantations, was able to make contact with it. Uh, these, uh, I, I want to get into just, just, you guys, you don't understand that we're not, everything you're looking at and you feel in front of you, the chair you're sitting in, the table you feel in front of you, your hot coffee in your mouth, none of that is real, man. We are, you know, let me give you a little uh, sidetrack here. Uh, you know, I got these guys that, that run Bahamian, uh, uh, they do the DMT and LSD, and they work for the government, and they run retreats in the Bahamas, and, and, and they do experiments with hallucinogenic drugs and stuff like that. Uh, I've been all through that when I was a kid, uh, and I never even had an hallucination, uh, no matter how much... Uh, a, pur a, a purple haze or, or orange sunshine acid I did, I, a Grateful Dead acid. I never got a hallucination. One time, or, or a couple of times, I really had an hallucination. It wasn't until I was much older. It was at the turn of the 21st century when I was working in the Cafe Royal. And they had a little sport there. Uh, the girls all did something called Special K. It's cannabinol. And uh, they would spike each other's drinks with it in the hospital. You know, they, they, the gurneys would be taking them out sometimes when one t t took too much. And it was a, I, I learned there, never put your drink down in, in a club and walk away from it or take your eyes off of it. Uh, I, I, to this day, I won't do that. I, won't, I, put my, my, I will not put a beverage down in a crowded room uh, and, and, and take my eyes off of it because of this. But in any case, I, I, I had some problems with my girlfriend there, and I was you know, seeing the boss's, uh, the boss's girlfriend was my girlfriend, so there was all kinds of complications. So I said, one day I'm like, here, give me some of that. I'd never tried this stuff before, and I, I, I snorted it, and uh, I snorted a whole what they called a lick or something, a whole vial of it, and I went into like what they called K-hole. I experienced something where I was like this tiny little thing and floating in the center of nothingness. And I had no shape or form. And it was just isolated. It was just me. Uh, and everything around me was just like, it wasn't there. And I, I, I got the sense that this, this was, I was actually seeing reality for the first time. Uh, now, since I've done reading, that they say yes, this is a, a this is a, actually a, a, they do have these visions with this special king, and they use it for that. Uh, now, it brings me to my facts. Now, the facts are we are in a hologram. I mean, Carl Prebum was the most uh, illustrious neurosurgeon who ever lived. Uh, dissected hundreds of monkeys, thousands of monkeys, uh, and uh, he's the one who came up with the holonomic brain theory, because uh, he could never pinpoint, they could never localize where, where, where memories came from. Uh, they could remove this part, that part, this part of the brain, and, and the memories still be there. Uh, and he came to the conclusions that <laughs> the memories aren't stored in the brain. And this is a guy that knew more about primates than anybody that ever lived. He actually worked for Stanford. Uh, wasn't just doing this on his own. And uh, your brain, what we live in, that's what we are. We are a signal. We are a signal in a, in, in a, a sea, a sea of uh, other signals. And, and what our mind does, these are frequencies. It takes these frequencies and as they go through our, 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 our eyes and back into our brain, it, it translates these frequencies. And by the time it gets to our consciousness, it's produced matter and everything else you see all around us. But you know what? None of that is real. It's all about the frequencies. It's all, uh, there is no set reality. Stop thinking that way, okay? And, and in these frequencies, there are ghosts. They're, you know, like the ghosts in the machine. Uh, some of them are uh, not so nice either, as you can see. Uh, 
As they saw in the Skinwalker Ranch, they, they, they turned their back and these things would, would strip 40 pounds of meat from a living animal. They'd find it dead in a minute. They turn, just turning their back. They can do things like that. They can also do things like impersonate aliens and make you see a different reality. I've seen them do it. I've seen them do it with my other associations with them. They can manipulate reality whatever way they want because there is no reality. It's signals. They just throw off a different signal. They cross your signal up. Uh, you want to go and you want to listen to these things. Uh, I think our government uh, and certainly the Bulgarian government probably made a grave mistake by getting themselves involved with these things. Uh, I know Bigelow and all of them, the real government guys, they backed out of the Skinwalker thing and Bigelow had his personal journalist, Knapp, write something up to hunt for the Skinwalker, which, in which uh, Knapp did what he does best. He told a lot of bullshit stories and never gave you any, anything solid to hang on to. And he, he made it a very interesting read, which is what he does. He's the other, he, he introduced the other guy too, the, 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 the one who works on spacecrafts over in Area 51. So Knapp is really the guy who invented Area 51 too. But in any case, I want to talk about how these frequencies, these signals and stuff like that work, because that's what concerns you uh, as, as far as you as becoming a master of your own reality. Well, uh, when it comes to the, the Skinwalker while, series uh, you know, and what they're looking at, they, there's a lot of different uh, activity. And a lot of that activity can be brought down to just what Jack was talking about, the waveform of reality. Uh, which is interpreted as physical reality by our uh, receptors, the eyes, the ears. Uh, it's all just inputs and sensors. And with uh, the complex waveforms, uh, we have the, the ability to take whatever the waveform is we into that sensor but it has to be translated to something that consciousness, that which is not localized, um, can receive and then process. Uh, that being said, you know, we go back to Royal Rife, um, different radio frequencies, different audio frequencies, different uh, light frequencies, these different complex waveforms have effects on our physical being. Um, well, let me just interrupt you one second with that. Like, for instance, what, what the Skinwalker in the third season, uh, they have a signal that's crossing up, uh, it's a frequency, it's 1.6, uh, Bill knows this, uh, exactly the details on it, but it's actually, it's, it took out the uh, radio station in Roosevelt and they can't figure out, you know, where it's coming from. But Bill has just looked up that signal. What is this? Some of it's 1.6 gigahertz, give or take. It's in the 1.6 gigahertz to 1.69 gigahertz range. It comes up when they uh, shoot their rockets or when they dig in the ground. Uh, when there is a disturbance in the atmosphere, physical doesn't matter when there's a disturbance in the the uh, frequency or the hologramic atmosphere uh, around Skinwalker Ranch, the signal starts popping up. Um, and I looked up at the FCC uh, the registrations of, of equipment that work in that range. And there's many, many, many pieces of equipment that work in 1.6 gigahertz. Um, and, and that's neither here nor there other than the fact that they, there are a lot of questions that they leave unanswered regarding that signal. Um, you know, Jack brought up, you know, the, the radio signal out at uh, Skimwalker Ranch had an effect on the radio station in town. Well, 
it really depends on, on the signal strength of that 1.6 gigahertz signal, whether or not a harmonic would have the ability to um, interfere with a, a FM radio broadcast. It potentially could, depending on the, the, uh, the harmonic and the radio broadcast frequency, both of those frequencies being close, and the signal that they're getting out of Skinwalker uh, overpowering the signal of the radio station. That all being said, there are many things that are going on there that, in my mind, uh, are manipulation of the complex waveform of an individual's reality. Uh, going back to signals and, and the relationship of, of reality as we see it here on this plane, this physical plane, uh, everything being waveforms and complex waveforms is uh, easily manipulated by knowing what that complex waveform is or where and how it's operating. If I were to have a signal generator and the waveform might be a waveform that we don't even know or can measure, uh, that can have an effect depending on the, the waveform and, and the power of the waveform. It can, as Royal Rife showed, uh, those signals can have an effect on a person's reality and their physical body. Uh, radiation is a good example. We do not see gamma radiation. We don't feel gamma radiation, but it's measurable and it has a significant effect. It, it can well, they, them guys were getting dropped repeatedly by it. Uh, strokes. Uh, one guy had his skin separated from his skull. They had the pictures of right, it. Right, right. And that's what I was getting at is, is they may not be measurable by our standard equipment, uh, but they, and it comes back to 5G and 6G and all these different uh, waveforms that the communications industry and government are developing. Uh, they don't necessarily know what the secondary effects of those are. They do studies for the primary effects of them on a human body and consciousness and so on, but they don't know what the secondary effects are. So when you go to Skinwalker Ranch and you, you watch the program and you see that the cell phones are screwing up and computers are being turned on and off, equipment like telescopes used to look for UAPs, all of a sudden when they, they shoot a rocket, um, all of the equipment turns that on. That was unbelievable. You have to see that part. They line up an array of six different, like of the highest, Highest end telescope. Thousands of dollars in, in a single telescope. One was like 10 feet high. <laughs> and, and all of them are electronic. They got electronic cameras in them. They've got electronic tracking using GPS and stars in the sky to, to uh, really hone in on the specific location of what they're looking at. And when they go to that space, that is 5,000 feet, give or take, above Skinwalker Ranch, their telescopes uh, immediately shut off. The cameras shut off. They, in the beginning of season three, in episode two, I believe it is, they bring in these guys, uh, two of the guys that saw the, quote, Tic Tac back in 2004. They were in that uh, Navy uh, convoy and Navy operation and actually saw the Tic Tacs. Uh, those, those guys were part of this, this program that they're out there looking for UAPs or UFOs. Well, they brought in this, this vehicle that had computers and cameras and antennas and sensors. And as soon as they would start to count down to shoot a rocket, the guys, all his equipment would just go dead. Um, they've had cell phones that go crazy. You can't shut them off. There's all kinds of numbers going across the phones. Um, they're meters, different types of meters, magnetometers and, and Geiger counters and all of these things. They go crazy all the time. That being said, what I think is happening with all of this 
in a, in a nutshell, is there are signals being generated either from above Skinwalker Ranch through some form of, of energy transfer that we don't have an awareness of or an ability to measure. There's speculation that it's a portal, right? There is speculation that it's a multi-dimensional portal from somewhere else that is above the ranch or below the ranch or both. And these signals are signals from advanced uh, technologies well beyond our capability. It, it makes sense, especially when you look at the holographic universe and what is necessary for this universe to be generated by holograms and, and uh, the connection uh, between this and, and other space times. Uh, it's just a matter of manipulating those waveforms in such a way as to change things. And, and that explanation of manipulation of the complex waveform that is our reality is, is a, a factor of just going in and manipulating the program and changing that signal. Uh, we see it in all of the conspiracy theories with regard to 5G. We see it in um, time experiences where time gets dragged out or there is, there's lost time or in the Mandela effect when things that you know are there are changed. That's as simple as changing the, the frequencies that are being projected from the, the multiple projectors that project a 3D reality as a hologram. Now those complex waveforms, if someone has the technology to manipulate that, um, that would be a, a significant uh, and solid explanation for those things that we're seeing. Back to the portal issue. Uh, a portal is just a matter of, of manipulating and matching uh, waveforms between two different uh, realities. Metallica Man talks about this in, in great detail, um, how they, those waveforms, when they match up, uh, provide a bridge or a portal between one uh, multi-world dimensional idea and another, or potentially it's just changes in the hologram itself. Um, the 1.6 gigahertz, getting back to that, I think very seriously needs to be looked at in that it could be equipment malfunctions, overpowering equipment, CPU malfunctions in pieces of equipment that they're using on Skinwalker Ranch. Hell, it could be somebody turning on their microwave oven that's got a short in it somewhere. What we don't know is what research is being done on that. And the other thing we don't know is whether or not that signal that they're detecting is even modulated. Um, in season two, when they found the signal, they didn't ever say that it was modulated. It was just a, a single carrier, carrier wave with no information on it. As they go through season three, they find information on that and they have yet to uh, produce any analysis of those signals to tell us, the viewers, what's on that signal as far as what type of modulation it is, <coughs> what kind of signal it, it potentially is. Is it a GPS uh, housekeeping signal? Is it somebody's busted microwave, their equipment? Uh, all of these different things uh, come back to questions. Now, what we do know is when they shoot a rocket or dig a hole, this signal starts coming up. It, and we quite often will see a tic-tac-like UAP associated with that in the program. They have had many, many, many instances where they have filmed oddities in the sky. Oh, the, the, some of the shots they're getting there. Uh, let me just like I want to say this much. What you see in there, you should really you all need to watch it because what, what you see in there is what's called soft disclosure. 
all right? Now, the government been in there first. Uh, and now, now, actually, in the third season, they're bringing in guys from the government. Uh, and these are hard cases, too, you know, like Green Beret-type guys that would work in security. One guy tells us stories of freaking hard case, too, uh, and uh, about tracking a, 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 a wolf the size of a donkey into a, 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 a little ravine. And then when it run out, he couldn't believe the size. And he's got the pictures of the footprints and everything. The footprints are five times the size of, of, a, of a large dog. So these guys are seeing all kinds of things over there. But they're not going to tell you what they're seeing because that's the way the government is. It doesn't tell you. But they do release stuff on what's called soft disclosure. So when they got done with their Bigelow investigation, and their they brought in these guys. These guys all got government credentials, too. The other guy used to work for NASA and stuff, you know, so he's part of the little crew. And uh, what they're doing is they're, soft, uh, they're trying to feed you reality, man. Uh, spoon feed it to you a piece at a time. Uh, they're not going to come right, they, they, you know, the, the guys like Bill are hanging on there every word because Bill understands exactly what they're doing. Uh, but they're not going to just come right out and tell you uh, what, what they found. That, that's not the way the government ever works. Uh, you're getting the best they can do right now. Uh, I recommend you take advantage of it. Well, it's a television show, too. And, and they have to keep you coming back for the next show and the next show and the next season. So what they find, they may have a really good idea of it, and they'll draw it out for 10 shows. and then that last show you're expecting a conclusion and, and results and all they do is say we'll see you next season yeah well i don't think you're ever going to get what their real conclusions are i'm trying to give you what their real conclusions are uh see because I, I i have my personal experience with these things for instance they got great pictures they got great pictures of these floating globules of light now i i i uh, there's a bouncing around in the woods, but I've had these things. Uh, I've had two run-ins with them. Uh, the first time was uh, when I first moved to Patch Og. Uh, I was laying in bed. It was about two o'clock in the morning. My mother-in-law, so some kind of witch queen, she just died. Uh, but uh, all of a sudden, the whole, it felt like the light got sucked out of the whole. I couldn't breathe, and. I knew I was being attacked, and I jumped up on the bed, standing up on the mattress, and I started fighting something off. I couldn't really see it, uh, but I knew it was there, and uh, I, I, I was successful because I got to breathe, uh, and my, my wife was like sitting up, and she was like, well, didn't you see it? Didn't you see it? It was, it was a ball of light. It was, it was all around you. It was my mother. She always hated you. It was bullshit. But uh, it, it was this ball of light uh, that was attacking me. A second time it happened, I had moved to another place in Patchogue. It, it went two years gone by. And it was the same thing. All of a sudden, all, 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 all the air got, I couldn't breathe. Not, not, I was breathing, but nothing was coming in. Uh, and I knew I was under attack. I jumped up on the bed again. And this time I did see like flashes of light around me and stuff. And I, again, I, I, I know I fought it off and it left. Uh, she, she said out the window, I didn't see that part. But uh, a day or two later, there was a big thing at Yapank where they closed off the park and stuff. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a big park they have over there. And there was a UFO incident, a crashed UFO incident, in which they supposedly recovered like three or four alien bodies. And a spaceship. This was reported by Preston Nichols a few days later. And uh, sure enough, when I went to this park, there were, you could see where the trees were downed. Uh, and made a path right into the park, so I verified it myself. Uh, I have come to the conclusion that within that ball of light was that spacecraft, or whatever it was. I'm not going to say spacecraft because I, I don't think the same way most of you think about, you know, nuts and bolts aliens. Uh, no. But whatever it was, what's in these balls of light, 
they act as like portholes and whatever, things can come through them that are, are, are much bigger than a ball of light. For instance, something that can cut 40 pounds of living flesh off a, off a cow in a minute before you even know what happened. Uh, the, the stuff like that is inside of it. Uh, the, 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 these, these things are very real. Uh, they're, they're a lot more real in your politics than CGI Joe and stuff. Uh, this is this is what we are really dealing with. Uh, well, one of the things that regarding that and and the portal theory associated with these is the um, the tic tacs and the a lot of the unidentified flying and underwater. Could you just things. define tic tac? Because I'm not even sure what you mean by. That. Okay, um, in 2004, the Navy had some run-ins with unidentified objects, both underwater and in the air, uh, and it was recorded. Well, in 2019, those were uh, declassified and released after whistleblowers actually sent the videos out. This was where the, the big reveal was going to come from uh, the United States government in 2020, and. 2021 and 2020, they haven't revealed anything other than there, there is a certain percentage of reported unidentified objects they can't see. But back to the Tic Tac. The Tic Tac is a particular shape it look, of a vehicle that goes in the air and underwater. And it, it, on the videos, depending on whether you're looking at it straight on or from the side, it looks like a little Tic Tac candy or breath mint. That's the Tic Tac. This video has been confirmed by the military as being from uh, the jet aircraft onboard cameras. So now we come back to the Skinwalker Ranch and the Tic Tacs there. Um, one of, again, back to season, three episode two uh two of the three guys that came out to monitor the skies for the activity um what they saw in the skies above skinwalker ranch they felt was exactly what they had seen in 2004 in the tic tac incident uh that the navy went through and and so that being said these tic tacs or any of, for lack of a better word, UFOs out there that are being discussed currently um, in the media, in uh, shows, television shows, and by theorists around the world, is that this white light uh, is, in fact, a uh, means by which to have a, a, a localized gravity field, a localized waveform that overcomes the, the waveform of gravity and energy on this planet, meaning it's a different type of waveform that is independent. Uh, there's lots of studies with regard to anti-gravity or being able to float things around and you have to do that by producing some form of energy field that overcomes the waveform, the energy field of the planet and the classical physics that we have. So now we've got these lights and, and really I, my thinking, knowing what I know about the construction of holograms is this is nothing more than a waveform that is concentrated, that overcomes the, the classical physics that we have on this country or in, on this planet. How, how is it that we could have something that moves at seven times the speed of sound or appears one place and then in, in the blink of an eye it appears somewhere else and you don't see it moving? It's because manipulating the sensors manipulating the waveform into a realm that 
our onboard sensors, our eyes, ears, nose, mouth, our five senses, um, doesn't interpret and can't even see. And our electronic equipment can't interpret and can't see. Um, the mathematicians and the physicists that say this is a holographic universe and a hologram, then there must be a waveform behind it. There must be a Fourier wave, uh, a combined waveform. If I can manipulate that localized by a signal from a projector, then I can have and transport anything I want, anywhere I want, as long as I have a near matching signal that I'm sending out. Um, so these guys are just opening doorways, potentially, and anything can come through. You could send another planet to our solar system if you had the energy and the, and the, the proper coordinates within the uh, waveform that is the reality of the solar system. Uh, and I, mathematically, electronically, um, intuitively, it makes sense when you look at these things that are doing maneuvers in the air or under the water that we're not capable of producing and would completely kill a human being. Uh, the the G-forces would crush you to jelly in a heartbeat. How can they do that? They do that through localized uh, gravity and or other types of fields around a craft or an individual or however they're going to do it. Um, but I, I certainly think that there are technologies out there beyond our own that it, at least would have been released that will show uh, those capabilities. And it's a, the best explanation there is for it is manipulation of the Fourier wave form that produces the hologram that we're experiencing through the senses we've developed in these meat bodies. And, and if we were to set all of that aside and something they haven't done out at Skinwalker Ranch, to my knowledge, and have those who are adept at uh, separating their consciousness from this physical reality, um, monitoring their um, world from afar, if you will, as remote viewers do. If they had somebody like that on there, I think they would find something totally different than what they're, they're putting out there. But again, it comes back to what you're saying, Jack, is likely that uh, these people um, they don't want to release that information. They may have had them on there, but it, the fact that we live in a holographic universe that can be manipulated by the turn of a dial on a radio is, is going right into the things that Mike Kay talks about, manipulating reality through language, manipulating reality through thought is something we do every day. And, and so if, that, if we're doing that on a daily basis, is this activity at Skinwalker self-fulfilling prophecy? Is uh, the UFO phenomena a self-fulfilling prophecy? Or is it something more? Does it come back to the battle between us and them? And there are questions out there. Um, you know, seeing lights floating around and, and having interaction with lights and, and feeling a physical presence, uh, those are explainable in a lot of ways, but mostly it is because whatever it is that's interacting with us has the ability to match a waveform in this reality and uh, present itself as some form of waveform in this reality. I've sat out in the woods in a deer stand at four o'clock in the morning and watched little white lights dancing around in the woods. I never think much of it. Go back a thousand years to some of the writing uh, of that time frame, and they talk about elves and fairies and forest sprites and all of these things. Uh, sounds to me a lot a lot like what we see with these little balls of light. You know, what's coming out of that ball of light? 
a being that is able to manifest itself into this reality. Uh, are they benevolent or malevolent? It depends on the situation and where they're coming from, I think. Um, but it's, it's all there to experience for us. That's for certain. Right. But you're just talking about sitting out in the woods and the blind waiting for deer. That reminds me a lot. And then the, the leprechauns and the fairies and the sprites. Uh, this is what, like, well, John Keel was, uh, the two most brilliant men to study UFOs were John Keel and Jacques Vallée. Jacques Vallée was a Frenchman. And uh, he came up with, uh, at the end, he went into something totally, totally different. He went into computers. And uh, he came to the conclusions that he was wasting his time studying UFOs because these were not, uh, these were not nuts and bolts technology. He, the book is called Passport to Magonia. In other words, the leprechauns, the sprites, that's what the Irish believed, that Magonia was the land of the sprite. And, and he talks about all this stuff, and, and it's the same. These, 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 these organisms, or I hate to call them organisms, entities is the proper word. These entities go back a long way, and they've always been with us. Uh, Bill was talking about sitting out in the blind. Another thing Valet talked about, got him in a lot of trouble with the UFO community, is uh, in South America they had a, a, a run where the guys were going out hunting, you know, because a lot of these guys are subsistence hunters, and uh, in the jungles, and uh, they would be followed home by these refrigerator-like light beams that would sap their energy, and in some cases even kill them. And it was always guys that were hunting out in the woods. It was like these things followed them home. Uh, and, you know, this has got Valet in a lot of trouble with our Space Brother community. You know, they think these things are all their friends. Uh, that's, that's, that's a joke. These things are nobody's friends but their own. Uh, but my point being here is if you're thinking in a linear fashion and you think this is going to proceed according to the way your five senses work, you, you lost it right there. That's not, like Bill said, they, these things can pop up on one part of the radar screen and then another part of the radar screen. They're not confined to traveling in a linear fashion, nor, nor are they confined to acting in a linear fashion. They can do, put something in the past, they can put something in the future, they can put something in the present, they put something again in the past. Uh, All through just manipulation of a single waveform. They're not proceeding in a linear fashion. Uh, and right now, there's kind of like a war going on, which is, you know, a lot of stuff Metallica Man writes, like, you know, a lot of guys don't want to read that stuff. But I'll tell you where he has it right. What he has it right is this is a prison camp. And this is a prison, this is a jailbreak going on right now. Uh, and there are various factions of the government, various factions of entities you don't even know existed are here. And they're all working towards breaking breaking this prison complex. Now I know the people who run like stuff like Domain and, and, and uh, uh, Majestic, oh, it can't be done. Uh, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. We have the strength of the, our, our own souls, our own non-corporeal consciousness that is trapped. If, if you think of it as a prison planet or, or a, a closed system, they, it's a trap. And, and the consciousness piece of us, that, that which is experiencing all of these things through the interpretation of our sensors, uh, in the physical reality, is connected to the whole outside of this physical reality. So should we become conscious of that connection, then we're able to draw upon that. They've been writing about it for thousands of years in, in India. It's called the Akashic Record. Well, that's tapping into that place and the, or the, the place that there is no space or time, the creation itself, and if you tap into that creation itself, you'll see there's no space or time. There only is. 
and everything is possibility and probabilities based upon where the thought of consciousness goes. So we're here, are we trapped here? Only until we become conscious of the fact that we are trapped here. Once we become conscious of that, then it's a matter of how do we overcome the locks that are put on us by the common framework that is this place. If it's a holographic projection, well, all of, all, everything about that holographic projection is programmed in by the, the programmers who would have this as a prison planet. Once you're conscious, you can get outside of the program and see what those waveforms are and eliminate those from your consciousness because it comes down to taking the next step from uh, the biurnal beats biurnal beats and and what is happening in a person's mind the brain waves can be measured that's your sensors that's measuring what the sensors are, are receiving as input and how it's processing now if i put a uh, my brain waves operating in the alpha frequency range and i'm having 14 cycles a second of operation in my brain and i put a radio signal into that brain and that radio signal is operating at five cycles per second my brain waves will try and match that input signal well if you go farther up the line from that to complex radio signals and complex signals beyond the radio frequency spectrum and you have a uh, a change well that change can be beneficial or detrimental based upon as in the case of gamma radiation it's measurable it has an effect so i can filter through my consciousness that off i may physically die but my consciousness is aware of it and will take that awareness with it to that other place and now creation as a whole knows that in this world in this hologram this particular signal is detrimental to the physicalness and of our sensors in that space that it's pretty well proven through the use of biurnal beats and so on and then as you take that to the next step upward there's many steps in between to seeing that hologram changing um, it's manipulation it's manipulation of conscious how do you break out you find out what the waveform is, manipulate your conscious waveform in that space to overcome it. And now you're breaking out of the prison. And I think that's between Jack and I, the, one of the key factors is, is letting people know that this is not the only place or time that you are and that you have the ability to go to anywhere, anytime, once you overcome the limitations that are placed on you by this construct. Right. This construct cannot really hold your soul. Uh, it can because you're consenting to it. Uh, you, 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 your consciousness, all of us together, we, 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 we are consenting to this by, by, by accepting this reality. And every time you read a, a high school textbook, science textbook, or, or a geography book, or a history book, you're reinforcing it. Uh, you're reinforcing it. None of that stuff really took place. It's so... It's all in your head. We make it take place but, but by, by thinking it, by, by imagining it was all real. By allowing the programming that underlies it all to, to be unquestioned. So what we're trying to do here is to, to let you know, uh, 
And, and Bill brought up another important point about you. Uh, well, I was getting to that with the soul. You're not really here. Uh, you're somewhere else too. Uh, and and they can't get that other part of you that kills them. Uh, and if you, a lot of you are reading the, uh, Miguel Serrano now, and uh, the main teaching of Miguel Serrano was to build a bridgehead between your physical body and that 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 divine, that soul, uh, that other existence that you have. And once you do that, you become a, a Superman. You become a Vera, and uh, you're ready to. Uh, you're ready to hold your own against these types of entities. Uh, that ain't no from personal experience. Um, I don't. I. I, don't, I what? What? We, I'm going to include with this uh, the uh, the incident in Bulgaria. We have a couple of uh, tapes and watch that. And uh, I, I highly recommend you go watch the Skinwalker series. Huh. Maybe I was supposed to be in that. Uh, a few years ago, uh, Meredith Falk was reading my Cross the Rabbi and the Skinwalker, and she's the one that makes the uh, National Park series. Uh, she made Monster Quest, and she left this comment, oh, we got to talk, we got to talk, in the comment section of the human. So yeah, we started talking by email, and then we started talking by phone. She's a nice woman, an English woman. Uh, and. Uh, we were supposed to start filming, actually, in the Four Corners area, uh, uh, and uh, all of a sudden she abruptly broke off communications with me. It's, that's been the story of my life with all these celebrity people. But uh, I can't help but thinking uh, that, you know, I could have been a very big asset to this. Maybe they didn't want an asset like me. Uh, I, 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 I would have really liked to have given it a try uh, and establish contact with, the, with these, these entities. Uh, wouldn't be anything new with me. Go ahead, Bill. Oh, I was just going to say we probably need to wrap up. And all of you listening, as always, please like and share. And, and if you got it this through an email, send it out to some folks on your list. Let them know that the uh, conversations from the porch are here and if you haven't subscribed to hit the subscribe button and we will uh, certainly be looking at ways to help develop that uh, consciousness so that you can see outside of the system that, that is programmed and start thinking and feeling and experiencing those things that are outside of the the sensor ridden or sensor limitations. Okay, uh, one final thing. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug myself for once. I never do. Uh, all you people, like we can see who's on the site every day, a Substack site, and we got a couple of hundred people that are on there all day, every day that haven't contributed one dollar to the site. Uh, guys, girls, I had to tell you, you know, I'm sitting here staring at a thousand dollars worth of equipment we had to buy to do these podcasts, okay? You see our human, right? You know, that's costing us money to revamp that site. We're, we're sinking money into this constantly. Any money you give us, we're, we're throwing it right back at you and trying to bring you a better product. Uh, if you're just sitting around and sucking in the information and not contributing to anything, uh, I don't even know how you can do that. I really don't. I, 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 I certainly wouldn't do it. I, I, I don't know how you can look yourself in the mirror. Because you're giving us money. You, you, we, we ain't the Red Cross. We're not going to go out and, and buy steak dinners with it and uh, go party. Uh, we're going to put it right back into our product, and our product is for you. Please, if, if, you, if, you, if you're using this site constantly, and like I said, we can see you on the, uh, on, on, on the graphics. And we got a couple of hundred of you at this point, and you're not putting it. If you're using it like that, just throw $10 into it. Christ, how cheap are you? <laughs> on that note, I think we probably ought to wrap it up for this week. Um, I'm sure there'll be other things that come up over the course of the week. Um, this is uh, Phil Hunter and Jack Hart. We're signing off. Good day. 
Thanks for joining us for today's Conversations from the Porch. To view and listen to Jack's work, subscribe at jackhart.substack.com. We hope you found today's conversation interesting and informative. Join us next time for Jack Hart's Conversations from the Porch.